What is that? <laughs> Hard cider. Ooh, you're drinking the cider. It's really good. Yeah. Can I have a sip? Yeah. Take a sip of it. It's made with hand-picked apples. Oh, it smells good. It, it smells is. like your spit. It's delicious. Go ahead. I'm drink it up. Sipping. Take a sip. Ooh. good right damn i really like that it's like champagne it's dry yeah carbonated but it tastes still tastes like apple it's stella artois which is actually one of my favorite beers and i didn't know that they we had talked about this a few minutes ago but it, i didn't realize that they made cider and this is delicious this could be one of my new favorites well i it, really it was enjoy an that. accident so at hannaford which is one of the uh supermarket chains in our area they have a select your own six pack oh yeah 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 so they basically they break up a ton of a ton of six packs and stuff and they just have the, the bottles individual okay and you can mix and match whatever yeah, you yeah, want yeah. for 10 bucks and that happened to be one of the options so i picked that among other stuff and it, ah yeah it's, it's really good. good i might have to i might have to make that a, I, a regular myself. in my refrigerator oh yes what do you got over there i have a baxter stowaway ipa Baxter Brewing is based out of Lewiston, Maine, and they make some pretty kick-ass beers. I do like the Baxter, the Baxter brand, if you will. Oh, Baxter! Oh, you, you are my little gentleman. Oh, little Baxter! You know what, Greg? What, David? Welcome to episode thirty-three of Champa and Klein. Blow your mind! Yes, I am your host, Dave Champa. I'm the other host, Greg Klein. I'm pumped about this episode. Pumped. More pumped about any of the other garbage we've ever done. This show is getting. Really, just all, I don't even know. It's all over the place. I, mu- I must apologize to our whale grouse fanatics. Um, we did have to push that topic off another week, unfortunately. Right. The whale grouse will have to wait another week, probably more, because next week, Greg and I, oh, wait. What? Should we, should we, uh, should we, should we hype up next week's, Should we hype up next week's episode, or should we save it for the end? Yeah, let's do next week's episode. Next week's episode, I gotta tell you guys, you need to tune in for next week. We are going to be doing it in front of an audience. Yes, we are going to be doing it in front of a real audience of about 25 people. This is gonna be so stupid. But even still, I'm excited about it because we can kind of test it out. We're gonna kind of do a little interactive work with these guys in the class. Greg and I are teaching a class next week (laughs) on podcasting and what the medium of podcasting means for like the digital medium in in today's in today's world and we are completely unqualified (laughs) to do any of it so unqualified for this but i'm totally psyched so we're gonna get the class in on it we're gonna kind of do like a no holds barred q a with these guys and i think it's gonna be really fun so tune in next week because greg and i are going live and not live no not live god no we're not doing live live recorded we are going fry we're going live in front of an audience for the first time it's gonna be so stupid it's gonna be amazing stupid <laughs> stupid amazing i am like i'm excited and hesitant <laughs> it's so stupid so, so anyway greg 
Dave. This actually, this came about a couple days ago because we had ended up both seeing the same movie. Yeah. On different days. I went to this movie on Sunday afternoon. I went to it on opening night. You went on opening night. So this is, at the time you guys are going to hear this, the movie will be about a week old. So hopefully if we get into any spoilers, we'll let you know. But for those of you who have seen it before... It won't be much of a surprise to you. I'm going to say, assume there are spoilers in this podcast. This movie's a big mind F-U-C-K, if you will. A fuke? A mind fuke. Yeah. So like a fugue? Oh, man. This is actually burpy beer. It's going to make you fart. Yeah, it is. So what I'm talking about is uh, new release, um, the movie Arrival. Yes. With Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, and Forrest Whitaker. Who man, wants? I want Mama's milk. I want Mama's milk. <laughs> <laughs> I want mama's milk. Forest. <laughs> Baby Forest. First time I, I was aware of Forrest Whitaker was in Ghost Dog. I'm trying to remember the first movie I ever saw him in. I honestly feel like it might have been Battlefield Earth. Oh, shit. Which was 2000. <laughs> and I I remember liking him, but thinking it was a, what a terrible movie. Ghost but Dog. But I, I do love a good Forrest Whitaker, and he was good in this movie. So, yeah. So, the movie Arrival. Uh, came out in theaters last week. Uh, did really, really well at the box office. I loved it. What did you think of it, Greg? I loved it too. I, 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 I went into it expecting like a sci-fi film, right? I, but I didn't know the level that it was going to be. Right. It was very cerebral. It really played with your head because of the way that the movie was formatted. Now, the director. This is his first, I believe, his first foray into science fiction. The director, Dennis, I'm going to butcher his last name and I apologize. The director's name is Dennis Villeneuve. And the last movie he did last year, which actually Villeneuve. made which made my top 10 of last year, was Sicario. You, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I, you need to see that movie. It's absolutely fantastic. The last 10 minutes of that movie will completely blow you away. It yeah. shocked me when I watched it. So it's interesting that the same director has now released a movie in 2016, which is easily in my contention for... Uh, in my top ten of the year. Now I have the arrival trailer here. Okay, it's two. It's two and a half minutes. Do we want to play a few of a little Let, bit of it here? Let's light a little bit up. Here. All right, let's go. Let's see what's going on. If this thing will work. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Time Warner. Play, baby, play. Come on, Is it I buffering? love you. I don't know. I hate this stuff. Is it buffering? So <laughs> let's. Okay, so while we wait for it to buffer, why don't we talk a little bit about sort of the plot? as much as we can and then we'll kind of talk about what we really liked about it and how we felt like coming out of the movie okay okay yes so the movie takes place at the very that the beginning of the movie is it's like it's this 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 scene is freaking heartbreaking so we basically going through the stages of this woman of her life with her daughter so from infancy to prepubescence to adolescence, to adulthood, to this, spoilers for, for those of you who haven't seen it, to the daughter's eventual death mm-hmm. due to terminal cancer. Heartbreaking. Like, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, anyone would find it heartbreaking. You know, as the father of two daughters, watching this, I looked at my, I was like, this is just, I mean, just so sad. Yeah. So then we cut to however long it was later, and she's going into her classroom, and she's about to teach a class. And she walks in, and there's only like four students in the class. And she's like, well, where, where's everybody? Mm-hmm. Where's everybody in the class? Can, can, can you turn the news on, please? Right. And so one student, they don't even answer. They're like, could you just turn the TV on? So they turn it on and they realize that across the entire world, 12 of these, basically they're like monoliths. 
They're like egg-shaped monoliths. Yeah, half eggplants. Yeah, basically. And there's 12 of them. Not seemingly strategically placed. This one is in Montana. The one in the United States has landed in Montana. Right. Um, And they don't know why. They haven't done anything to show... These these aliens haven't done anything to show the world that they're hostile. Um, They haven't done anything to show the world that they're peaceful. They're just sitting there doing nothing. Uh, So in the next scene we get... So I'll, I'll basically just give a quick... No, I won't go on for too much longer about the plot, but I do love talking about this movie. The next scene, we have Forrest Whitaker shows up in Amy Adams' character's office, Louise, her office, and basically says, you're, you're, you're a great translator. We need you. We need you to help translate what they're saying. Yeah. We can, get in, we, can get in, we can get into the alien's ship. Their door opens every 18 hours. We go in. We can, we can talk to them, but we need you to go in and communicate. And that's really where the story takes off, essentially. Yeah. They get her to go into this um, alien ship with uh, Jeremy Renner's character, who's another doctor. I really like him, too. He was so good. The first time, I'm going to go back to the first time I ever saw yeah, him. Yeah, please do. Was, um, oh, the day after tomorrow. For, no, not day after, 48 hours later. No, 70, 70. 28 days later? No, the next one. I, that was it. Which, what are you talking, what's the movie? There's 28 days later. You talking about twenty eight weeks later? Twenty eight weeks later. Oh, he's in that. Yes, I never saw that one. He's one of the uh, army officers. Oh, okay. The U.S. officers in in the in the U.K. and uh, he's kind of like the saving grace at the end of the film. Okay, I didn't yeah. realize that. So I really yeah. like him, and he was really really good. And I thought he and Amy Adams had a really wonderful chemistry together. He did. So they come to find out that she can actually communicate. She just, she spends weeks deciphering these languages, and it turns out that they, they speak. They speak a certain dialect and they speak a certain language and they do come to find out that they're not harmless. They're not harmful aliens, right? No, they're they're this is awesome. They're peace loving aliens. Yeah, and this is like Close Encounters, like weird, but they've already had the encounter, right? And so basically, they have a gift. Yeah, but most of the world takes this translation as they said, offer weapon, right? Yeah. In that one line they say they offer weapon. They're like, well, they. Aliens say offer weapon, but then it, it's translated later. It's a weapon is language. Right. So the weapon is the... Right. So it's like a gift instead of that. So basically the whole world, other than these two Americans, take it as a threat to humanity. And they cease all communications with with America. Which is stupid. Which is really stupid. So what we end up coming in to find out here is the beginning of the movie... Ooh. <laughs> What was what that? What is happening with this show? <laughs> We're going to have to cut this down. It's going to be like a four and a half minute episode. This is awful. Good God. What was I even talking about? We should start all over. I'm this not starting terrible. all over. This is amazing. This is terrible. So we get, terrible. To the, we get eventually, we get to the big spoiler of the entire movie. And it's like the big twist of the whole movie. What we come to find out is they these aliens the heptopods is what yes. they're is what they're referred to as the heptopods have bestowed upon louise a gift and what that gift is is the ability to jump between certain points in time in a non-linear fashion i it said that she they told her that louise can see future right so i interpreted that as she could always see the future yes but so that was my my friend and I actually had this conversation. So they bestowed upon her this gift because in three thousand years from that day, the heptopods are going to need the humans' help, and in order to get the help, they're going to need to know that language. 
and the know how to sort of do what the heptapods do. So they bestowed upon Louise yes. this gift of being able to learn this language and Someone learn to figure it out what they what she can do with this time distortion part it, of her it brain. It feels a little bit like um, the fifth element, kind of. And, yeah, and three thousand years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can see that. We'll so. Be back. Yeah, so they bestow upon her this gift, and what we end up finding out is the beginning of the movie where she has the baby, the baby grows up, and then eventually the the, the daughter dies. What we find out is that, that that sequence is actually the end of the movie. Yeah, right. And what I love about it is in, <clears throat> in the middle of the movie, the daughter's name is Hannah, and in the middle of the movie, they have this conversation about how her name is a palindrome, and they're like, oh, mom, what's a palindrome? Well, a palindrome is something that's the same from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. So when you flip the word Hannah around, it's the same thing. Like if you watch this movie backwards, it would be the same story, but different. It would be the right. same thing, but just the opposite. Right. And so I'm thinking in my head the whole time, I'm processing this and I'm like, yeah, so the beginning of the movie was the end of the movie. And the end of the movie was the beginning of the movie, essentially, because at the end of the movie, it basically picks up where she meets the husband, they get married, they have the kid, even though now she knows because she's seen this entire sequence play out before it even happened. She knows what's going to happen to her daughter, but right. she chooses that happiness. And she chooses that right off the bat. Like, yes, I know what the future is going to bring, and I choose it anyway. And I think that was a one... It's just a beautiful moment. Like, yeah. she just... She knows what's coming, but she would never trade it for anything in the world, yeah. you know? And it's one of those movies that I think warrants a repeated viewing. Like... Yeah. I, I definitely have to watch it again, because there are a lot of, like, hints and clues throughout the course of the movie where you learn a lot more like that. I just, I love all the sequences where she and Jeremy Renner are Ian. Is that his name? Yes. Ian. Yeah. Where she and Ian are communicating with the aliens and they're doing the whiteboards. And it's so good. So finally, uh, thanks to technology, the stupid trailer has loaded. All right. If you want to, yeah, I I would like to do that. Take a loop backwards and take a listen. Let's loop it, Greg. By the way, this music is absolutely days that define your story beyond your life. Colonel G.T. Webber from Army Intelligence. Pack your bags. You're at the top of everyone's list when it comes to translations. Priority one. What do they want? Where are they from? You'll be reporting to me, but you'll be working with him when you're in the show. That's what they call him, the UFO. Who's being carted off in the medevac? Not everyone is wired for what you're about to do. So what do they look like? You'll see soon enough. Every 18 hours, a door opens up. That's where we go in. It's time. Yeah, that just happened. What happens now? They arrive. They need to see me. Dr. Banks? Now that's a proper introduction. More objects have landed around the world. This is one of 12. I'm never going to be able to speak their words. Got two days. Figure something out. I am human. It's their language. We need to make sure that they understand the difference between a weapon and a tool. 
language is messy and sometimes one can be both. Are you dreaming in their language? It's possible they're prodding us to fight among ourselves. This is just a way to force us to work together for once. It's more complicated than that. How is it more complicated? Russia just executed one of their own to keep their secret. Got 21 hours before they start global war. So how do we clarify their intentions? I go back in. Why does this feel worse? Yep. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much more about it, just because. I mean, I've, we've given away a lot of it. We but destroyed he, the movie. We ruined it. For even everybody. even still, I think people need to go see this movie. It's absolutely just un, unbelievably good. Okay. Uh, sp- spoiler. Alert. Oh, shit, yeah. It's too late. Spoilers. What? We we. It's a spoiler alert. But I said it too late. Oh <laughs> no! I spoiled it. Don't worry. I told people not to listen. It's so damn good. It is good. It's it's definitely. I would put this in my top ten for the year so far. I don't know where I'm going to put it currently but it's definitely up there uh much much recommended what i what i love about the characters in this movie and the actors is that they're very just they look very plain they're not done up um they're not there's nothing really special about them obviously you've got the gift of that louise has but like that was another question is that this gift that they bestowed upon her I believe that she had the gift the whole time, yeah, but the too. heptapods just unlocked it for her yes. to access that. It's her, and, it's her arrival. And then she, yes, exactly. And then she starts jumping around to these different periods in her life and that, like they said, the time for them is very nonlinear. They can go to any point in time and it basically, they're, they're, their timeline continues to move forward while they're still jumping to different time yeah. periods. You know, because just watches why they were able to say like, you know, 3,000 years from now, we're going to need you guys, so I'm going to give you this, and then we're going back. Yeah. And basically, you can assume that that's where they went. They shot themselves back. you know. Oh, so they came back in time. That's what I'm saying. They, got, they went back in time, and then when they actually finally confirmed that they were able to bestow upon her this gift, when they all started to disappear... That's true, yeah. They disappeared off into their own, and all back to their timeline, Yeah, essentially. They, they just need to find someone. So that kind of prompted me after we kind of had this conversation about the movie. I always love this conversation because it brings us back to our two favorite people, um, Neil and Carl. Uh. Um, do you, what are your thoughts on the concept of time travel in general, time manipulation, time distortion, things like that? I mean, this could be a conversation that could go on for quite a long time but i think it's fascinating the thought of being being able to travel through time yeah is fascinating but i don't know if it is actually possible i see yeah and that's what i struggle with because i love the idea of it and i also you know and this is this is such a nerd thing for me to say but like everything i everything i learned about time travel i learned from doctor who (laughs) like really like because they talk about a lot of different points like they talk about like fixed points in time Uh which are like you know when you go back in time and like you maybe manipulate something specifically, but it doesn't have a huge effect on present day. Yeah. But then they have like fixed points in history that you're literally not allowed to touch, or it will like it'll screw everything. Like time up. itself will just crumble upon itself, and everything will just cease to exist. The, I, I I forget what it was, but if you were, <laughs> oh my god, well. if you were actually to go back in time to change the future, you would have to pick a very specific moment, right? You. You'd have to surgically pick a moment, and I don't know. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. It kind of messes with your brain a little bit it to think to think about that. But I, I, it, it's always been fascinating to me to think about. I, I tried to find some clips of Carl, yeah, and a clip of Neil, and they were, but they were just too long, and I didn't want to cut them because he was just talking so beautifully. So <laughs> uh, go look, go look just, up Carl Sagan and Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about just time. yeah. It's just it's just so good. Oh, and Bill Nye too. Oh yes, absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. So I, I could listen to people talk about it forever. I could watch movies based on time travel forever. Yeah. Because they're always, even the bad ones are still fascinating because of just to see what they can do with their idea of what time travel can be, you know? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So what would you do if you could travel back in time? I don't know. That would be Or the forward, weirdest. I guess. I think forward, forward, forward. Forward. Forward, yeah, would be almost more terrifying. Yeah, I wouldn't want to know what's going. You'd on. You'd have no frame of reference, right? Like you just end up and bloom. Here, 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 I am. Right. Like you'd have no idea. Exactly. Over time, over time. There's a pun there. You'd probably <laughs> figure out what was going on. Yeah. But if you went back, you would at least know where you're going, right, and what to expect, right. I don't know. Right. And I don't think I don't know if there's any actual time I'd want to go back to. I can't I can't I can't think of people are always like, Oh, when you want to go back to the day you were born? I'm like, No. No. I don't want to see that. <laughs> Not just that. I, like, no, I'm happy. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to see that. I and, like But you could also say that all of time is happening at the same moment. Yes. Forward and back. It's all happening it's, right it now. It all happens in an instantaneous moment. It's all happening in the present. Yeah. I'm not a scholar, so I'm not one. I can't care. I I could love. I would love to carry on conversations in depth, but like, I'm just not smart enough to be able to like handle conversations. I love that. I love the idea though of yeah. Everything that ever happened is happening, and all everything that ever happened happened in one moment. Yeah, and that moment is now. Yes. Yeah. Crazy because they talk about how like you know you get your past, present, future, but like you know present. Is literally right. What I'm saying right now is the present, but what I just said five seconds ago is the past. Yeah. So like the present is literally like that's it. So someone listening to this recording is listening to our present, but in the past. Exactly. Exactly. Because like people are talking about how like we're in present day. I'm like, but the present is the moment that you're actually in. Right. That's like a. It's an instantaneous moment because everything that just happened prior to what we were just talking about, this is now all the past. What I just said about the present is the past. Right. And then what's coming in five minutes is the... like. Who's to say that it it all isn't happening at once? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) See? And it's it's just a mind blow. Yeah, I I, said that. (laughs) If if we do our long, big episode... Yes. We're talking about this. No, we're going to go we're going to go far more in depth. I'm actually going to like pull out research. I'm going to like draw maps. Of it's like gonna, broken timelines. It's going to be at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it will be. We'll do like broken timelines, alternate realities, split dimensions. Like that's another thing. Like when you create like alternate realities, like I always think of like the Star Trek effect when you have like the original Star like the first Star Trek movie from 2009 with Chris Pine. Okay. So when you have that, basically the beginning of the movie took place during on the timeline of the original Star Trek series. There was a t- there was a point near the beginning of the movie where that timeline split, and that new cast, Chris Pine, Zach, 
they all went off on this timeline, whereas okay. the original series stayed on that timeline. That's awesome. So there's two parallel stories going on. While the original series is playing out, this new series has now branched off into its own alternate timeline. So there's that whole other realm that you can play around with. I always think about that, like, when you think about, like, alternate timelines. So, like, I think about moments in my life, like, okay, so you and I met 14 years ago in college. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is our timeline. Do you hear that? Yeah, my wife's watching something. The oh, other okay. Room. So, like, you and I met fourteen. Keep chatting. Year, you and I met fourteen years ago, right? Yes. Okay. So, if I had met Greg fourteen years ago, so we we follow this one plane of existence, basically. So, if I go back to fourteen years and Greg decided that he wasn't going to take that class, so there we are. Fourteen years ago, Greg is now not in that class. I have now deviated onto another plane of an alternate reality, whereas now Greg and I are in this plane of existence, but there's this other timeline where Greg and I never met, and there's another whole parallel timeline playing off at another point in my life. That's where, so bizarre. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> it's like so... Two, two realities, which is gets back to the, everything's happening at once, just in parallel. Yes. Just every possible timeline that ever existed, right. past and future, is all happening at once. Right. It's just like there was a game. There's a there's a PlayStation game that I've I played a couple weeks ago. It's called Until Dawn, uh-huh. and basically it's just it's it's your, your typical horror movie game. Like you got a group of people who go up to a cabin in the woods in the middle of winter and they're being stalked. But the key to that game is that every single decision you make plays into what happens, and you can't go back. So if you decide that when you're having a fight with your girlfriend in this, if you decide to answer one way. Your storyline's going that way, but if you replay it and answer the other way, the entire story goes an entirely different direction. But and someone had the, to someone had to figure all of that out ahead of time, right? There's like in this game has like thousands of different timelines that you can go to based on every single response in the game. That's crazy, though. So right. someone, so game designers out there figured all that out. Yes, apparently there's like a th- there's like five hundred to a thousand different endings. So that brings us to the to, to the concept of fate. Yes, it's all predetermined in that case, right? Isn't it? Right, and we this is this goes back to the conversation we had last week where we had talked and we had talked about this with Kristen too. If you and I had decided after college that we were going to move in together, <laughs> okay, we had just we had just said like let's think about what would happen. So we have that timeline now. We're like, I we graduate from college in two thousand five, and we decide. Let's live together for a couple of years, but at the same time, we still end up converging and ending up at the same point 14 years later where we're both married with kids, you know, and all that. Yeah. But we always thought, like, what would that timeline look like if you and I decided to like, live together? It would be like a tangent or a side, a right. side road. Right. And so there's, I don't know what that would be called, but that's the whole thing, too. Like, you know, maybe we did. Maybe we had an alternative, alternative universe. Exactly. So, we like, when you say, it's just like a convergent timeline where. Parts of your life are different, but they end up converging into the same point. So, like, yeah. what's happening now is exactly what should be happening, but our past is completely yeah. different, even though we ended up in the same exact spot that we are now. So, what I'm just thinking of, what if, what if, for whatever purposes, for whatever reason, it was Nate and I in that class instead Ex- of you and me? And I decided not to take the class, and Nate right. was in that class, and you, you met Nate. And you and Nate became friends, and yeah. you guys are. And so then there's that other. There's a, that's a whole other 
a whole other plane, timeline plane of existence and we would both have but Nate and I would both have the same parallel timeline saying hey there's this creeper that always looks through our window oh that's dave right exactly exactly that would be a situation where the, those timelines would not converge because you and I would never have met right exactly Ex- but yeah so then so, i think so that now, so now instead of dave being the creeper through the window it's Greg and Dave being the creepers through Nate's window. Right, exactly. Looking in Nate's house on a Saturday evening. Whatever. That's fine. We've done that before. Total. A couple times over the last few weeks. It's fine. So the timelines are very fascinating. You can have parallel... Billion, infinity. 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 So, oh, that's another concept. Infinity. Can you imagine? There's no end. No end? Yeah, see... Oh, now, what about no end but a closed loop? So you're basically just in like a, like in this circle yes. that never ends. So that's technically infinity, but it's a repeat. That's history. what I feel like happens. That's that was another concept that I thought about with Arrival. Whereas you have the beginning of the movie is the end, and the end of the movie is where it begins. Is that just a circle? Closed loop repeating. Is that history. just a closed loop timeline? Where yes. because you have the movie that the, the movie ends. Where the movie begins, and then so, it just starts over from there. Imagine, so is she I, like stuck in this timeline where she just keeps meeting the aliens over and over and over again? I always imagine this 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 image in my head of just taking a sub, getting on a subway, t- getting at a station station A. Okay, you get on, you take the subway to the next station, you get off, and you realize that it's the same station that you got on on in the first place. Okay, so you get back on. And you head to the next station, it's the same station again. Okay. Just this image of moving forward, but never, like, but always repeating. Yeah. Like hitting the same point over and over and over, like going in a loop. But the loop, the loop itself is repeated, but the time isn't repeated. I hear, yes. Okay. I know exactly what you're saying. Or maybe I, the time is repeated. I think I know what you're saying. You get off at the same stop, but different events are happening every time you get off at those stops. Tonight, I'm not going to sleep. <laughs> My brain. I'm going to go home and just like jump on YouTube and just start watching time travel videos. And like convergences, like converging timelines, because that's a possibility where you have timelines, parallel timelines that converge on one another. Like there's just so many variables and like every person you meet could have a profound effect on how your timeline is. So like if you if you see a homeless person on the side of the on the road and he's looking for change, okay? Minuscule moment in, in your life, but if you decide I'm not gonna give him money, your life goes one direction. But if you decide and that but then you rewind and you decide, you know what, I'm gonna give him a couple bucks, your life's going in a completely different direction. But Even, does it? That's the thing. Even as minuscule as that is, your life has now taken two different directions. You choose to give the man money or you choose not to give him money. So your life has gone in two different directions. It comes down to every moment in your life is about choices. Exactly. Everything. Everything is a choice. It all eventually... I I truly believe that every choice all will eventually lead to the same moment, that same end game. But it's how you choose to get there by picking these different roads and picking these different paths and avenues that are going to get you there. So then, then <clears throat> if it's all ending up to the same point, why bother choosing in the first place? I think that's the mystery, is that you, you have these choices and you kind of question, like, why did I choose to do that? But I think that's sort of part of the mystery of life, is why you make those choices. Is that that's, and those choices are sort of who you are and how it shapes you as a human being in this world. So my choice to do crack instead of meth 
That's a choice. It is. That shapes who you are. <laughs> so your choice to just basically have downed how many beers in the last two so hours? I, I just finished my sixth beer right now. <laughs> so so that's happening right now. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna the stowaway IPA is six point nine percent. So okay, so we covered traveling back and forward in time. Okay. Yes. Okay, would so if you could go back in time, would whatever you did there create an alternate timeline? We talked a little bit about alternate timelines and how that works. I guess it all depends on how far back you went and exactly. what you decided to do. If you just went back to live your life, if you went back to 1920 and decided to be a farmer and just got obliterated by the depression, I don't think anything would change. But that but see that's what that okay. So that leads you into the other thing. So if you if if time travel were possible, okay, if if I at 34 years old were able to go back in time and I went back to 1920s and I decided that I was going to work on the farm for the rest of my life at 34. Okay, that essentially has created an alternate timeline where now I'm 34 and now I'm living in 1920, but in this other timeline I've now been I'm being I'm born in 1982. So that timeline will continues on because it doesn't affect my family. It doesn't affect my parents. I've just decided to go back in time. So I live out my life in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and then I, I die. And then in 1982, I'm born and I live my life all the way up until this moment. Okay, but we're deciding that you can go back in time. That time right. is rev- tran- transcendent. Okay. That you can do that. Okay. Let's assume that time is one direction only, period. Okay. You cannot reverse it. Okay. So I guess it would be like, I guess going back in time yourself would be screwing all that up, right? Right. Wouldn't it? Right. So I guess I guess the argument is at any one point, any decision could be a, you start at any decision, you're choosing one path over the other. Exactly. And it could be anything from wearing, I'm wearing these green shoes today as opposed to these red shoes. But the red shoes might have some nick in the heel that will cause me to roll my ankle exactly. and break my ankle today. Exactly. And then it, that'll, yeah. It's just, there's, there's infinite possibilities to where you could be headed off. Or you this. can just wake up in the morning and be like, I'm going to work. Right. And that's it. Right. Or you could decide one morning, you know what? I decided I'm not going to go to work. And that's the day that you're like, your building burns to the ground. Right. That's, you know, like things like, like, then there's like weird coincidental moments like that where you choose like, this is the, you know, I'm not going to go to work today. And then something catastrophic happens in your office, but then the, and you're the, not there. Those are the moments where you're like, okay, so I'm just going to keep going. Or you can have your mind completely disintegrated trying to figure out the significance of your choice. Right. Right. <laughs> that, that, and that leads into a whole other thing where people always have those moments of like, well, if I had done this. If I had done it this way, then yeah. things wouldn't turn out the way it was. Now, you know, so there's that whole other thing. Like when you have people who are like, "If I had only had this moment to see here with this person, then so and so would have been here now." It just goes off into another. Like you, you, you think about these choices. Like that's what like people get into this. These thoughts of like, if I had done it this way, then A would be different, or if I had done it this way, then B would be different. I think that mm. goes back to the root. Of true madness. Yes. It could drive you absolutely mad if you spent, depending on how much time you spent, like just wrapping your little tiny brain around. Like I just, it's fascinating to me. Okay. Just the whole concept. Just for a moment. Just for the, I want to see the look on your face. Okay. When you try to contemplate the vastness of the universe. (laughs) 
There it is. I saw it. I saw it on Did your you face. Did you see that? My eyes yes. went back into my head and I just like <laughs> closed my eyes just to imagine how big that universe is. It's just un- it's unreal. Yes. I mean, we could go on and on and on about this and this has actually taken over the majority of our episode, which matter. I think is great and I don't care, but I do have one more question. We already about- ruined a great movie for everybody. <laughs> I have to talk to you about this. I have one more question about tra- traveling back in time. Would you travel back in time to like the early 20s, 10s silent film era? Would you would you go back to make <laughs> I can't even do it every time. Would you go back in time to try to make rubbish bin more prevalent? For today's audience, absolutely not. No, no. no. Would you want to try to be in rubbish? I bin? would go back to be an actor in so rubbish. There's, bin. Okay, so there's there's a concept. If so, we know that. So if you if we have a moment where we can think like, okay, you can go back in time for a little bit, but then you have to get back. You have to go back to your present day. If you went back into the t- into the time of that movie and you were in that film, then you went back to present day and we've watched that film. Would you be in it? Yeah, you'd be in it. It would it would change the actual yeah outlook of the film, <laughs> and so we would be like, oh, then yep, that guy looks like oh nope, that's Greg. Okay, so what's the, uh, not- he's shitting in a trash can? <laughs> <laughs> so what's the difference of of shitting in a trash can in 1920 versus shitting in a trash can on something you filmed in 1990? <laughs> there is none. Well, there is. I didn't do it, but I'm just saying, like. Uh, Film is going back in time, seeing these things that happen. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, just a thought if you would wanted to if you wanted to make you know Kid Hearthlog. Maybe try to make rubbish bin a little more uh, prominent for nope. for viewers nowadays. So as as someone who's grown up <laughs> oh, God, Craig. through the years. Through the years. We all can losing be <laughs> losing listeners left and right. <laughs> losing listener. Listener six beers in two hours. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what about some time travel movies, yeah. my friend? Let's finish off with some time travel movies. So you came up with a great list. You actually did the majority of these because I am the man. Yes. So I will talk. I sing and I dance and I talk to myself and I love. Everything. Hey, green. Okay. So. so I will talk about the ones that I know of, and that like, oh, I will say that there is one on here that I I couldn't freaking finish. Twelve Monkeys, not the one I couldn't finish, but Twelve Monkeys is one of my all time favorite time tra- time travel films, Crap. as well as my one of my all time favorite movies. Okay. I absolutely love it. It's basically about um, you know Bruce Willis plays a convict who's sent back in time to gather information about a virus that wiped out the human population, and. Uh, I'm out. I got nothing. I'm t- <laughs> it, Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilliam. Yeah. Terry G- not not just that. The movie that I, I listed before here that you skipped over. That's is also right. A that Terry was a Terry Gilliam, Gilliam film. film. You I love that movie. Dick Gregory. Time Bandits. Time Bandits. I, I actually really like Time Bandits. It's and so weird. like to watch it now though. I don't think you can find an actually good remastered version of it it's like you can find a d a dvd copy of a vhs copy i saw the copy that you have on your shelf that's like the only copy that's available of that movie the quality is not great i think there might be a blu-ray out there somewhere but our good friend ian holm is in it yes he plays robin williams yes he's in it uh sean connery yes is in it 
Obviously, you've got the Monty Python yes! guys. Yeah, Time Bandits is a really good one. It's about a it's about a, a little boy who joins a band of time traveling dwarves as they jump from era to era looking for treasure to steal. Yeah, it's just a, it's, it's actually a cool concept. Awesome. Actually, yes, because that's a moment. That's a movie where you think like all they're doing is jumping from time time era to time era, stealing treasure. That's not really going to affect other timelines. In the, we could just go on about the timeline thing for hours. But yeah, no, Time Bandits is another one. The next one you put on the list, I hated this movie so much, I had to shut it off. I couldn't finish it. I was so frustrated. I, I really liked it. And angry with this movie was Cloud Atlas. I thought it was great. Oh, God. But I think they tried to take an encyclopedia of a book and made it into a three-hour movie, and it needed to be like four three-hour movies. Maybe they needed to spread it out a little. It did feel a little rushed. That was one of my biggest problems is why I had to shut it off. Like it's like they tried to take Lord of the Rings and made it one <laughs> Lord of the Rings and made it one movie. Should I cut out all of our bodily functions in no. this? Okay, cool. This is what people get for only giving us six plays last week. <laughs> Seriously, guys, what is your problem? You listened to our episode six times. That's it. Come on. We're better. You're better than that, and we deserve better than that. The more plays we get, the more professional we will exactly. be. Exactly. All right. We are not ready to accept donations, but when we are, we expect more than six of you to donate to us. Anyway. Cloud 8 Lace. I don't like it. I hated it. I thought it was great. I think you should watch it again. <sighs> Maybe I will. I'll give it another shot. Um, the next one is a, is a trilogy. It's basically one long movie. It was uh, Back to the Futures Part 1, 2, and 3. Yes! Um, for those of you who have been living under a rock so, uh, since 1985, go ahead. No, I was going to say, Back to the Future Part 1 and 2A and 2B. Yeah. Because those two second films were really connected. Well, they're all connected. They're so gay. Okay, so whenever I watched, whenever I'd find Back to the Future on TBS, I wouldn't know which one was Back to the Future 1 and which was Back to the Future 2. Yep. Because depending on where you pick them up, you couldn't really tell unless you saw Jen. Who was it? Uh, uh, his girlfriend. The Elizabeth Shue. I don't El- remember her name. Jennifer? Elizabeth Shue. Jennifer. Jennifer, yeah. Unless you could see who was playing that actress, you get. I would I would get confused as like a, a teenager. Yeah. Like, what the hell? What movie is yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, the movie spanned from 1885 to 2015. Pretty awesome. I saw it when it came out. <clears throat> I saw it when it came out. Which one? 1985. Wait, when you it saw out? the first one in 1985? I, no, there's no way. 19, I saw 89, 89 was part two. We would have been seven, part, eight, seven and eight. Yeah, I saw I think, that one. So those were good. And I actually didn't see Back to the Future Part Three until like years and years and years and yeah. years and years after it came out on on VHS. Yeah. Um, the next one on the list is one of my favorite guilty pleasures. Both of them, <laughs> even though the second one is not necessarily a time travel movie was uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I watched that for the first time probably about six months ago. You've never, you've never seen it I until... Mean, oh, my, it's so my good. My wife showed it to me. It's so good. I don't know. I For whatever reason, I never watched it. And then I watched it. I'm like, damn, that's pretty damn funny. It is good. Have you seen the second one, Bogus no, Journey? I have not. You've got to watch Bogus Journey because yeah. they die and go to hell and then they have to um, basically play a series of games with the devil in eh. order to get their souls back. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Terminator. Yes. Classic. I mean, you could t- basically contend that Terminators 1 through 5 are all in the same concept, even though the first two are the only ones worth watching. No, yes. No, yes. Yes, no. 3, 4, and 5. Garbage. 
Not, oh, make not him disappear. A lot, a lot of people put a lot of heart and soul into that, but no, the first two were great. Although I will say that the newest one, Terminator Genesis, was no. actually pretty good was because it, really? it played upon the concept of what would happen if in the uh, in the first movie, if Arnold, if the Terminator was actually destroyed at the beginning of the first movie. So, oh, weird. Okay, I have to so watch like, that. It's, so in the first movie, if I recall correctly... It in, was destroyed. In Terminator the Genesis, so you know the scene with Bill Paxton in the original Terminator? Yeah. He plays the, hey, mo- buddy, the Mohawk. what's up? Yeah. In that sequence, Arnold... So in, in Terminator Genesis, Arnold Schwarzenegger time travels back to the time of the original Terminator movie from 1984. Yeah. He kills himself as the Terminator from 1984 yeah. to basically prevent the timeline from Terminator 2 and 3 from happening and that it it, it kind of it kind of gets very confusing but there's a whole <laughs> lot of like converging timelines and alternate timelines that end up happening throughout the course of the movie. It's ridiculous. It was okay. <laughs> this one I think you're right is kind of time travel-esque. I think I liked this movie but I don't remember it very very much was the Midnight in Paris the Woody Allen one. Yes, Midnight in Paris. I I think i enjoyed it but i can't remember a lot about it really was, good uh, my wife introduced it to me owen wilson yep um i don't remember i don't remember, I don't remember who else was in it but basically <laughs> he goes on a trip We're to terrible vi- he goes on a trip with his fiance's family and basically what ends up happening is he finds this taxi cab yeah every night at midnight that somehow goes back to 1920s paris like at- yes to 1920s paris yeah and he he meets Ernest Hemingway, and he meets with all these like literary figures. It's fantastic. Salvador Dali, yes, Dali, and yeah. Jesus, man, we're dying. Thirty fourth time, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's a good one because not only that, what as he goes back in time, he meets people that want to go to other times. Like he goes back to the twenties, and then he meets people in the twenties, and with them he ends up going back like to the eighteen eighties. Yes. Which is cra- like layers and layers, and everybody is like, oh, this is the best time. This is the best. Yeah. It's a good n- nostalgia movie. I will I have to, I'll have to watch that one again because I, I do think I liked it. I just can't remember. You, you liked it. Um, the next one is I love this movie because of just the way it's presented as Run Lola Run. Yeah. I love that movie. It's basically, it's, it's, it's a 20 minute movie. It's basically about a botched money delivery, and this main character, Lola, has 20 minutes to come up with 100,000 Deutschmarks. In order to save... I remember watching this with my parents in back in 1998 or whatever. Yeah. Whenever it came out. Yeah, it was late 90s, early It was 2000. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's essentially a 20-minute plot that's repeated three times until until the right outcome is reached. Yeah. It was just good. So the movie itself is only like an hour and 15 minutes long because yeah. each se- sequence is like 20 to 22 minutes. And I own the soundtrack and it's, it's great. It's so good. It's so good. You had, me listen- you had it in college, right? Yeah. Yeah, we listened to it in college a lot. Um, so yeah, Run Lola Run, that's another one. This one I hated. I actually shut this one off too. Oh, you dick. Was Land of the Lost. Will Ferrell, come I, on. And I, I'm a Will Ferrell fan, Danny but McBride? I, I couldn't stand the girl. I, I couldn't stand her. this movie. I feel like it's Zoe Deschanel, but no, I think I'm No, it was not. It wasn't. Okay, so that I liked this movie because it was so stupid. <sighs> but it was done I thought it was done really well. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was No, I didn't like it. <laughs> I couldn't finish it. Not as an okay, not as an entire film, but as sections. Yeah. Like yeah. this scene was great. This scene was great. This scene was great. But the whole film was stupid. The film itself was was just stupid. And I thought the characters were like SNL characters. Okay. But they were funny. Okay. Maybe I'll watch it again. I don't know. The next one we have here is um is 
I love this one. Have you ever seen Looper? I've never seen oh. Looper. Can you? Can we loop it? Can we? Loop we could it? loop it. It is. That's what it is. The, the basic movie is like a looping timeline. So it's about. It's set in, t- in in 2074 at a time. So whenever the mob wants to get rid of somebody in 2074, they send the target into a pa- into the past where a hired gun waits for them in the past, basically to kill them. So okay. Joe, the main character, he's a hired gun. And so basically he waits at the end of this loop is what they call it. And so they send these bad guys back into the loop. Joe kills them. They're taken out of existence. One day what happens is they send a guy back through the target and they want to close the loop. So what ends up happening is Bruce Willis comes through the loop, but Bruce Willis turns out to be the older version of Joe's char- of the character. So they okay. want to close that loop and no longer have Joe be part of this, this time loop. Yeah. So they send old Joe back through the thing to have him killed so that that loop can close yeah. so that he can't pass through that anymore. So it's a really interesting concept. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. Never seen it. Yeah, I think it's good. Um, these two you wrote. I got to tell you, this show, Danger Five. We only, I only watched, <laughs> I only watched the first episode with you, and I was not into it. Maybe yeah. I was tired. Oh I no, I, I can tell. Asleep. I can tell you didn't like it. I think I fell asleep. I can completely tell you didn't like it. So, Danger Five is an Australian uh, uh, sitcom, not sitcom series that I don't know, 2014 ish. Yeah, that sounds about right. Regardless, it's the second season where. They go back in time to points in the first season to stop things from happening. Oh, jeez. But, so, okay, the first season takes place, like, Nazi Germany-ish. Well, yeah. no. Like, post... In the 60s. Okay, it happens in the 60s. The second season starts in the 80s. Okay. And goes back to the 60s or whatever to stop things from happening. So... <laughs> It's worth watching. That it's sounds a, actually more interesting to me than the first season. I, so maybe I'll just jump I, in and do no, that. No, you should watch. Just watch all, it through. There's only two seasons. All right. It's worth it. I'll and, give it another shot. And they're short. And the other one that I put This down one I loved. This was, one you actually recommended to me too. And I loved this. Kung Fury. So it's only like 30 minutes, right? It's was about it really 45 short? minutes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> Again, it has to do with Hitler. That's, they, yes. they go back in time to stop Hitler. And it's great. It starts in the 80s, just like like Danger 5 does. Um, I can't explain it. Like, I, uh, it's it Norwegian or Finnish or... Yeah, I can't remember, but I feel like a dick I remember for not knowing that off the top so of my head. so freaking good. So it's good. awesome. So I, I think we could talk about this concept over and over and over again. So good. And maybe we'll bring it back in 30 episodes. Maybe we'll bring it back for episode 63. Once we get our sponsorship. So once, you know, once we pick up any more listeners <laughs> so, totally i know you know i don't know but anyway that's gonna handle handle it off jeez damn. such a schmuck son of a bitch that's gonna be it for the end of the week uh, oh dude i'm dying what's happening that's it for the web for the ep- <laughs> I, am i gonna have to cut all this no <laughs> this is what we're really like all right guys that's it for the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard, I really do encourage you to reach out to us. Let us blow your mind at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at blowyourmind14. You can find us on Facebook, Champa and Klein Blow Your Mind. Um, we do try to update that as much as we can, so I hope you, uh, I hope you, you go ahead and check that out. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for the week. Uh, for Champa and Klein Blow Your Mind, I am your host, Dave Champa. I'm the other host, Greg Klein. I hope you guys have an absolutely wonderful week. 